Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to the Optimist Daily's Weekly Roundup. I'm Ariel. And I'm Carissa. And we're working hard to put solutions in view and optimism in movement. All right, welcome back to another episode. Uh, how are you doing, Carissa? Back again. I'm doing okay. I'm still, I feel like I've been leading with this so often recently, but the winter blues in a way are kind of hitting a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of rain, which is kind of scary in California. There's been a lot of flooding, but I haven't been too affected. It's mainly in Southern California. Okay. It's been nice to kind of be a little bit lazy and stuff with the rain but now it's kind of hitting me like I feel maybe I'm being a little too lazy so (laughs) it's hard to be motivated when the weather outside is just a bit gray and dull exactly but how's it going over there Ariel how is the weather in Amsterdam everything it has been extremely windy lately so today I'm just physically Mm -hmm. tired (laughs) because I've been biking around doing errands oh in the wind yeah and the wind is just (laughs) ridiculous it it literally has stopped me in my tracks yeah and then I've ended up having to like push my bike along and just get off of it uh, so that's where the weather is at over here. It's not completely gray. There is some sun, which is nice, but yeah, yeah the wind has just been killing me lately. Uh, it's been a lot of indoor activities for me as well. Just, you know, I'm still working on my crocheting. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Very fun. Yeah. Just doing small creative things, but I totally understand you. I just want to get the summer weather going already. <laughs> I've been stuck inside as well and one thing I've been kind of having to remember to practice is mindfulness and mindfulness is super important to me I think it's a great tool that we can use in our everyday lives Mm -hmm. and it kind of brings me to my solution for today all right we have a really cool solution today called nurturing young minds mindfulness at Sullivan Elementary I was pretty fascinated by this solution because I'm a pretty big advocate for mindfulness in general. And it's something I wish I would have been introduced to when I was a lot younger. Um, I remember being like in school and being really stressed out a lot from like academics and also just like, you know, all the trials and tribulations of just growing up in general. Mm -hmm. As well, kind of seeing this solution, just a few moments a day to really recenter and practice mindfulness is super important. So students at Patricia J. Sullivan Partnership Elementary School participate in a unique morning ritual that sets the tone for the rest of the day. So Principal Dave McMean highlights the value of self-control over a breakfast of apple strudel, fruit juice, banana, and milk, making use of the cafeteria to impart key lessons. The school, in conjunction with the local nonprofit Metropolitan Ministries, aids children suffering ex- external stressors by providing a haven for 76 Tampa Bay pupils who are at risk of becoming homeless. Principal McMean says students experience these traumas of which sometimes they don't have control over. While we have them, what do we have control over? It's those few moments to say, okay, take that hurt, take the pain. Let's figure out how we can release it, he adds, underscoring the school's commitment to addressing students' emotional well-being. Wow. It's so insightful for the people who are leading the school to recognize that there are children who are probably not performing that well because they have all of these external stressors. Yeah. That's really nice. It's amazing. Because I know that back in my day, just as you were saying, Carissa, mindfulness wasn't 
part of our curriculum whatsoever. It was in no way integrated into our day. I didn't even really know about mindfulness until I was older, actually. So yeah, it's cool to see that it's being introduced to younger and younger students. Yeah, totally. I feel the exact same way. Even like the conversation about mental health like wasn't really a thing until Mm-mm. I feel like later on in my school career. Mm-hmm. To address student stress, Sullivan Elementary has implemented a mindfulness curriculum called Inner Explorer. This daily app-based project teaches students to observe sensations and emotions, promoting a mindful attitude to their daily lives. Of course, there's an app for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Inner Explorer teaches students simple yet effective tactics, such as the shark fin. So Avery, a fifth grader at this school, explains that this technique involves holding the palm vertically, placing the thumb on the forehead, and bringing it down to the heart. So kind of like a little meditation moment Mm -hmm. and it's a very effective strategy for regaining self-control during stressful situations and Avery explains that the shark fin is a strategy that you can use to cope or you can journal and let out your feelings in a good way and John Gabrilli a cognitive neuroscientist at MIT says how mindfulness is one of the few tools we have to enhance mental well-being in students according to research mindfulness can reduce chronic stress while also benefiting cognitive cognitive skills necessary for learning and memory. Mm-hmm. Every morning at 8.50 a.m., a prepared mindfulness session plays over the school's loudspeaker, beginning a collective practice of silence. And Mandy Hambrick, who is a second and third grade teacher there, agrees that mindfulness really benefits her students. In her class, 17 students actively participate in daily mindfulness exercises, which covers topics such as forgiveness and stress reduction. I know that this is mostly about uh, emotional wellness and, you know, just overall mental well-being in students, but is the school seeing other kinds of positive results, uh, for instance, in academic performance because they've been implementing these practices? Yeah, totally. These practices are certainly showing results. Um, Sullivan Elementary underwent a tremendous transformation in 2022, earning its first A grade based on standardized test performance. So that's really great. And Principal McMean attributes this shift to the integration of mindfulness in everyday practice. Hmm. Um, Laura Bakosh, who is the co-founder of Inner Explorer, echoes the strong association between mindfulness and academic success citing significant improvements in student behavior and performance in schools that have implemented the curriculum. It's used in about 3,000 schools nationwide right now, and it provides an accessible approach for mindfulness education. And unlike previous approaches that need rigorous training, Inner Explorer streamlines the process by including 10-minute lessons into the school day. So it's really easy to just smoothly integrate um, mindfulness for teachers and administrators into their curricula. That's so nice um, that the Inner Explorer curriculum is so simple to include because I suppose it would be difficult if not all teachers are trained in um, administering mindfulness practice Uh, Mm -hmm. it's nice to just have that um, app to help you or whatever it's an app right yeah it is yeah the Mm -hmm. power of the apps yeah (laughs) (laughs) digital app-based mindfulness programs have grown in popularity in general and they offer a cost-effective and convenient option I think there's also kind of like adult ones too, like calm and stuff so Mm -hmm. it's cool if it's being used in schools as well David Cresswell, who's a neuroscientist at Carnegie Mellon University, 
recognizes the program's potential for making mindfulness training more accessible, particularly to vulnerable people. Here at Sullivan Elementary, teachers observe everyday shifts as children move from the cafeteria's morning commotion to a state of calm and focus in the classrooms. I think it's super cool that they have this moment to recenter themselves and the teachers and staff there really emphasize the importance of mindfulness in fostering a really healthy and supportive school culture during, you know, these definitely transitional periods of growing up and makes a really nice learning environment. The collectivity of it, as you said, it's it's announced over the loudspeakers at school and everybody participates at the same time. I guess that really enhances the effect that it would have yeah. because if one student was just doing mindfulness on their own, I don't think I don't think it would have necessarily the same impact on them because I don't know, kids are I I remember kids just being kind of mean you know in school or or you just get picked on for different things that you do so if everyone's participating in mindfulness everyone's Mm -hmm. having a little meditation moment as you put it then everyone's in it together as well and no one's like making fun of anyone for being different which I think is it's great because it is stressful to be a kid there's so many things that are out of your control and your body is changing and everything around you doesn't make sense. So I think I would have definitely benefited from something like this back in my school days. Totally agree. Um, Yeah. So hopefully more schools will implement it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also have a child-focused solution. Nice. We have a theme here this week. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's a, it was a really heartwarming story about how virtual reality is changing the game in pediatric care. And the article, which was published at the very beginning of this week, is titled Smiley Scope Revolutionizes Pediatric Care from Scary Needles to Exciting Adventures. So it's another child-centered plus technology story. But before I get into it, I have to ask you, Carissa, how do you feel about needles? Oh my gosh. Um I feel like these days I'm okay with it, but I know as a child, I was so terrified of it, Um, even though like it doesn't really hurt and like I would do the little trick and I still do it to this day, like holding your breath and stuff. But when I was younger, it was just like, I would be so anxious about it. And then I think honestly, Mm -hmm. until maybe like the COVID vaccines came out, I was still pretty terrified. So. Yeah, I guess we've all had uh, our experiences over the past couple of years mm-hmm. with um, vaccinations and getting the jab and whatever it is you want to call it. Yeah. Um, as a kid, I didn't really mind needles that much. I think uh, wow. I, I was traveling around a lot with my parents and especially the immigration process from the Philippines to Canada. We had to get a lot of vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't remember this, but my parents said that I was quite chill as a baby. Well, that's really good then. (laughs) I don't know. Even now, I I don't really mind them. But I can completely understand why the thought of getting poked by a sharp object by a total stranger or at best a professional acquaintance would be you know, uncomfortable for a lot of people, children and adults alike, but especially kids. Totally. So imagine turning those scary needle procedures into exciting adventures for children, which is exactly what Dr. Evelyn Chan from Australia did with something called Smiley Scope. 
it's virtual reality and pediatric care, the perfect blend of tech and compassion. This sounds so interesting, and I love the name Smiley Scope. That's already just such a mm. – if I heard that, the Smiley Scope is going to help us, that would be – Yeah, it already makes me smile. Assuring, I guess. But how did this all start? Um, how did it start? Well, Dr. Chen noticed that kids were definitely not thrilled about medical procedures, especially the ones involving needles. Um, and so she was dreaming up solutions mm -hmm. to herself so that those procedures would be transformed into an immersive adventure. And that's how Smiley Scope was born in 2017. But she's a pediatrician. So how did she become an expert in VR as well and make this all happen? Right. Well, Dr. Chan faced some obstacles. As you pointed out, she's a pediatrician and she actually didn't have the tech know-how or enough funds, but she partnered with a digital agency, DEPT, and they launched a prototyping campaign. Okay. A small team of software developers, animators, UX designers, and sound engineers joined forces to make the Smiley Scope a reality. And the team started with the concept of an aquatic adventure that was synchronized with the medical process. So the idea is that the kid puts on a VR headset, and that VR headset takes them on an underwater journey while getting a medical procedure. The team chose Google Daydream, which is a budget and user-friendly headset for testing and iterating. Well, that's pretty clever, using a headset that's portable and can be tested in different locations. Um, but what about the hardware? Yeah, so after the software success, SmileyScope developed its own medical-grade hardware. It's an antimicrobial headset for kids as young as four, which is perfect for a lot of different medical situations, such as emergency care, cancer wards, even surgery. That's really impressive. How is it performing in the real world, though? Does it really make a difference? Yeah, it actually does. So clinical investigations showed a 60% decrease in pain, a 40% drop in anxiety levels, and they cut the need for restraints in half. So SmileyScope is now a norm in Australian people pediatric hospitals, and it even got the green light for use in the U.S., including Chicago's Rush University Medical Center. I didn't even realize that restraints were a, really a thing. Needed, I know. But... I know, but can you imagine like a kid that really just yeah, is terrified? exactly. Um, they got to get the shot at some point. So I guess there's like the thought of it is just so sad as well. I so, know. You know. Exactly. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, these are incredible results that we're seeing already and, you know, making it a lot easier. How do they manage to keep improving their uh, system? Well, the key was testing and iterating. So every day, components of the VR adventure were adjusted. They synced virtual fish that were nibbling patients with the with the needle, the actual needle, to create a seamless and delightful experience. So kids would uh, think that they were getting nibbled by a little fish when really they were getting a shot. So Dr. Chan and the DEPT team worked closely with kids and medical pros gathering valuable insights. Yeah, I love how they actually involved kids in the process for, you know, improving this. Were there any standout moments? Yeah, on this journey, there was, you know, one of those aha moments. 
which is when the kids started accepting the needles during the virtual adventures. Smiley Scope has even gone beyond just needles. It's helped calm patients before and after surgeries, and they even explored spatial audio and augmented reality. So that will open up a whole new avenue of possibilities. Yeah. Dr. Chan believes in the transformative power of VR. So it's not just about distraction. It's not just about that, like, have you ever played on a VR headset, Carissa? I actually have not. I really want to. <gasps> oh my gosh, oh, it's wait. so fun. No, I lied. I have once, um, but it was just like fighting zombies <laughs> or something, and I like shoved myself into the corner with it. It was such a long time ago. But... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's this really fun game that's called Beat Saber. Uh-huh. I don't know if any of the listeners will know it, but it's just like, it is just a distraction, or it's just a game, or it's something yeah. that like keeps you active while you're playing. But, you know, this is also tying into your article about mental wellness and mindfulness Uh, VR can also be a tool in that and it can pave the way for VR and exposure therapy in medical simulation and teaching and even something like PTSD treatment the opportunities and the possibilities are really endless when it comes to VR so it's cool that smiley scope is proof of the magic that can happen when you combine you know all this imagination and fun with technology so you know dr evelyn chan has not only helped kids conquer their fear of needles but has opened doors to a whole new world of possibilities in healthcare. um and maybe maybe if the demand is high enough they can do one for adults because i know <laughs> a lot of my friends i know <laughs> are not a huge fan of needles i was gonna you know? say like, I, I don't know why stop at kids <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i wouldn't mind i mean now that i'm okay with needles now but i wouldn't mind having some vr along the way um that would be kind of a fun distraction as well yeah <laughs> but yeah the imagery that you were describing with the vr like the little fish like nibbling you and stuff like that just sounds so I guess, like, magical in a way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as you mentioned, too, like, VR can be a major game changer in healthcare as well. I know we've written in the past about VR helping. I think we had an article before about um, treating patients with agoraphobia. That could be really good in the future for not just mm-hmm. kids, but, yeah, adults. And love the possibilities of it and love that kids will not be as scared of needles with smiley scope we'll keep our finger on the pulse of the vr developments and see what other solutions people come up with in the future well that was great i really liked this kids themed solutions that we had going on this week we had some other really cool solutions on the optimist daily we shared this week break your doom scrolling habit calm your anxiety and reclaim control Celebrating Black History Month, six books for young readers, three foolproof ways to signal commitment in the confusing world of modern dating, very confusing indeed, (laughs) and navigating counteroffers, a complete guide to making the right career move. What else did we have this week, Ariel? We have France's composting mandate, compost obligatoire. Sorry, my French accent is horrible. (laughs) A transformative environmental policy. Don't shoot the messenger, what not to say when delivering bad news. Somalia's first ever women-led current affairs TV program shakes things up for the better. I really liked that one too. Yeah, that one was a really good one. I I thought about choosing it, but we're going with the kids today. Yep. <laughs> and the last one for this week, exposing the hidden threat, skin absorption of indoor air pollutants. 
really great solutions. And if you want to start your day off right, make sure you subscribe to our free daily newsletter to get our solutions straight to your inbox. We also have a lot more on our social channels. You can find us at The Optimist Daily on all of our platforms. That includes Threads and Pinterest. The only difference is on X. On there, we are owed to optimism. And we're a small team of optimists working hard to bring you positive news. If you want to support our mission of putting optimism into the world, click on the link in the show notes to find out how. And remember that support doesn't always have to be financial. You can also recommend our podcast to a friend. You can leave a positive review on Apple or Spotify, or you can share a solution on your socials. That would be a huge help for us in our mission. Well, as always, Ariel, it was great to be here and share solutions with you. I'm looking forward to more solutions to come, but definitely feeling optimistic for the news this week. All right. Well, I hope you have a great weekend, Chris and i wish all of our listeners a great weekend as well we will be back next week same time bye